in this world. There's a lot that's going on that can and should upset us. And we, we definitely are being lied to all the time. And if we aren't careful, we can let all the evil that's going on in the world cause us to become very cynical, which is not really a good thing. And this is not, we, we don't want to be that way. I don't believe God wants us to be a cynic. And I know most of us probably have some of it in us. In fact, I took a test this week to see how much of a cynic I was, and, it said, and I scored 50%. It said I'm 50% cynic. I don't know how accurate this stuff is. One of the questions was, what are your thoughts on Russell Brand? And I'm just like, and, you know, and I put I hate him. I don't know if that hurt me or, you know, because that was one of the options. I was like, I do not like that guy. But uh, I, I don't understand uh, how that was a question on the test. But either way, uh, you know, a cynic is a person who believes that only selfishness motivates human actions and who disbelieves in or he minimizes selfless acts or disinterested points of belief. So it's that person, they just have something negative to say about everything. I mean, if somebody does something good, they've got something negative to say about it. You don't want to be that way. You know, cynicism is a cynical disposition, character, or belief. Now, what I believe we should be, because okay, often if you start calling out the cynic, they will start trying to make it into a virtue. But the things that they often are talking about, I don't believe those things make us a cynic, but they make us what the word the Bible would use is circumspect. And in Ephesians chapter 5.15, it says, See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. And what does it say about the cynic? The cynic, they just think everything's evil, right? And so it's just like, well, we have a reason to be a cynic, because everything is evil. But again, that's, even though things are evil, not, not everything is evil. I mean, overall, things are bad in this world, but not everything is evil. And we don't need to be cynical, but we do need to walk circumspectly. And so it says, wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when we, with what we see him say to do after he says to walk circumspectly, does anybody get the impression we're supposed to just be negative? No, it looks like we're supposed to be pretty positive people. As Christians, we ought to be happy, joyful people. We ought to be pleasant to be, be around. People shouldn't see us coming and just go running away from us like you do from a storm cloud or something like that because we're just so stinking negative. But, you know, it, if you pay too much attention to current events, you're probably going to get pretty negative. And I have had to many times in my life had to just tell myself, turn off the news. Stop watching the news. Stop listening to the radio. And I have to do that every election year. Every election year, I get sucked in, and I just hit a point where it's like, i got to shut it off. Because I just get, I get obsessed with it, I get a negative attitude, and then I want to start arguing politics with people. And I just, I just don't think that's real profitable. And there's a time and place for it, and I enjoy it, too. It's part of the problem. And not everybody does, and I just we, we got to watch it. And so there is a massive difference between a person with a cynical attitude and the person who's walking circumspectly. Because circumspectly, the definition of this, this was actually in dictionary.com. This is what it said. It said, in a careful and prudent way, discreetly. We should have prudence. 
we should, you know, we should be careful in certain things. And then it goes on, on dictionary.com and it says all preachers ought to work hard at living circumspectly as they are called to be examples. So we ought to be people who we are aware of what's going on and that we are cautious that we are, that we're watching. And it says to walk circumspectly, not as fools. Okay. So for example, a way we could walk as a fool, it would be like if I went into downtown Chicago late at night, I'm walking. In fact, I just, I took pastor all the way back to the airport. I was driving, um, I was taking him to Midway, drove through, there's a rough area that you drive through, drove through there about four in the morning and it was kind of scary. And so, you know, would you see a bunch of gangbangers? No, it was all women, but I was still scared. Uh, it was the kind you ought to be really scared of. And I was just like, this is not a good place to be. And at first I'm like, I, the first time I saw him, I'm like, what is she doing walking down the street in an area like this, dressed like that? And then I was like, oh yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. And it was, it was terrifying. And there was a bunch of them. And I think one of them was a guy. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that was a really big woman, a really tall woman if it wasn't. It, it was just, it was horrifying. But let me tell you something. If you're walking through an area like that, you're a fool. If you're not at least a little bit spooked, a little scared because it is a dangerous area. There is a lot of wickedness going on around there. And so we ought to be circumspect. We ought to be careful. We ought to practice prudence. We often go soul winning in difficult areas. But you know what? We do it with prudence. We do it walking circumspectly. We don't go dressed up like gangbangers. We go out there looking nice, looking decent, carrying Bibles. It's obvious what we're doing. We don't do it in the middle of the night. If you see a big crowd of people and they're starting to get agitated or something, what do you do? You go somewhere else. You know, we practice prudence. The one time when they were shooting, you know, people went somewhere went somewhere else. You know, that, that, that's walking circumspectly, not as fools. But as that cynic, you know, they're just all they're just always just everything's negative. Everything's evil. Everything's bad. And they just can't find anything good about anything. We don't want to be that way. And what got me thinking about this, because, again, I, I can be very cynical if I'm not careful. I can I can fall into that and I have to work on it. You know, I think I'm, mo I'm mostly a positive person. I, I think I'm 50 percent. I think the test was probably right. I'm about 50 percent on this. But I was um, what inspired this sermon is, you know, the news media said our government, I think they're doing more to just destroy the souls of men on earth than just about anything. And so on June 27th, okay, not that long ago, June 27th uh, on the news, you know, I said I, I follow the news, pay attention to things. But CNN, they were just boy, they were just giddy with excitement. They were licking their chops because they finally had Trump. And they released that recording. And I remember I listened to that recording. Hey, now, don't get upset with me, all right? I'm not taking a political side here or anything. But, I mean, here's what I heard on the news. I hear Trump saying, these are the papers. You know, these are, these are classified. I could have declassified them when I was president. Yeah, but it, but he, it sounded like he was, you know, showing people papers that they weren't supposed to see. I mean, that's what it sounded like. In that recording, I mean, it sounded like the guy. He's like, these are the papers. He said, he said, highly confidential. He seems to be showing them to other people in the room. It's like, yep, they got him. But guess what? Did they get him? No. Fox News, there to defend him. Republicans, all there to defend him. 
And then on June 27th, very next day, Fox News is licking their chops because they have the text of Hunter Biden where he's talking about his dad. He's in the room with me. You know, where he's pushing these people to give him money. You better pay up. I, I forgot all the things that he said exa exactly. But at the same time, yeah, he said, he said, I'm sitting here with my father. And we would like to understand why the commitment has not been fulfilled. It sounds like he's kind of really pushing these people. Blackmailing, whatever. You know, it seems like they got both of those guys. But you know what? Didn't matter. CNN came to his defense. Democrats came to his defense. And let me tell you what's happening in this country. Republicans are going to defend Trump and attack Biden no matter what. And you know what? The Democrats are going to defend Biden and attack Trump no matter what. And in the meantime, here's the truth about it. Most of us do not know enough about the laws and how those things work to understand what's going on anyway, whether illegal or not. I don't understand the... Presidential Records Act or whatever Trump saw. So I don't understand. Anybody ever read that? Does anybody want to read that? Do you think CNN's going to read it to us if he's right? Probably not. Okay. I, you know, we, we really don't care. You know, when it came to Hunter Biden and the stuff he's doing, and I know what every, I know what the pundits are all saying. I know what the Republicans are all saying. But at the end of the day, most of us don't really know. And if you ever find somebody, I've noticed this before too. If you ever find that person on the internet that actually does understand what's going on and can articulate it to you, they're usually a nerd who sounds really boring. And you know, in our country, we are all guided by personalities. We're guided by entertainers. You want to know why certain news anchors are influential? Because they're interesting. Not because they're smart. A lot of times the smart people, did anybody watch that interview with Elon Musk and Tucker Carlson? Elon Musk is a nerd. He, he's got a weird personality. You know, it was, you know, and, and he, he, just listening to him talk, he's different. But the, the thing is, he's probably a genius. But guys like that aren't entertaining. But that's who we all tend to follow. And so at the end of the day, most of us don't really understand what's going on, but we're stinking frustrated, aren't we? Somebody needs to go to jail. All right, why isn't Hillary in jail yet? I thought Trump was going to lock her up. You know, I mean, why, why isn't Trump in jail? You know, you know, they're always talking about all this stuff, but nothing ever happens. We do have a couple governors that have gone to prison in Illinois, you know, but at the same time, nationally, nothing ever happens. And as a result, you know what? We just feel like declaring all politicians reprobate, just giving up completely. And what do we do? We just find ourselves just praying for God to just send the comment and just take us out early. Just send the comment. Let it take us all out. That's how we all feel. But you know what? That's not a healthy attitude. I don't think that's what God wants for us. But that's what I thought when I was listening to news. It's like, this, this is stupid. They're all crooks. They're all criminals. You can't even hope for justice anymore. It's all bad. And it just causes you to have a very negative attitude. And while I've used political things to illustrate what drives a person to cynicism, just understand there's a lot of things that can cause us to be that way. Some people are cynics because of the people who have wronged them in their business or in the workplace, and so they feel justified in being dishonest. Well, you know what? Who cares if I'm cheating these people a little bit? I'm getting cheated all the time. That's just the way it works in the business world. That's a bad attitude. I don't think God wants us to be that way. I think God wants a just balance. I think God hates divers' weights and balances. Some people are cynics because they should have been able to do trust People like family, but they were let down. 
they were taken advantage of by people they should have been able to trust. Now everyone's evil. You can't trust anybody. Some people are cynical about church and about religion because of all the false religion, because of all the false prophets, and then even failures of saved people who failed and maybe messed up in doctrine or just, you know, they, they made some kind of mistake. They made a bad judgment. They're, they're so scared of being fooled by false doctrine, they just act like everyone's probably a false prophet. They never forgive any mistake or failure that man makes. So there's a lot of things that can cause us to be that way. And, and so I, I want to read some of this to you because some of this stuff, too, it's just going to kind of hit you right between the eyes. Okay? Some, of this, some of this is going to hit you right between the eyes. This is psychology. Again, psychology sometimes is good, sometimes is bad. You know, uh, take, take what you want from this. But these are basically some tests to see if you are a cynic. And so, uh, and, and notice the, there are going to be, there are similarities to the one who is circumspect to the one who is cynical, but there's differences too. And we don't want to, and so some of this stuff, it might apply to you and not necessarily make you cynical, but we're going to, you know, we'll talk more about that, but I just want to read this quickly. But first off, the cynic says they believe the world is evil. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now my bad attitude's justified. Okay, well, you know, again, the world's evil. It doesn't make everything evil. It doesn't make your bad attitude justified. But, you know, you read that. Because I read that, too. I'm just like, well, duh. You know, redeeming the time because the, day, you know, the days are evil. But cynical people often feed off the dismal headlines that dominate the media. Even if they hear a positive story, it doesn't impress them. These folks are convinced that the world's inherently evil. Okay? Now, that's how I feel every time the news media gets excited because the Republicans and Democrats agree on something. Every time I hear they agree on something, I'm like, oh, man, we're really in trouble now. <laughs> that, that, that's the way I often feel. You say, well, why is that? I don't really know. I just don't trust them. <laughs> but I don't know. Sometimes, maybe they do good things sometimes. Um, also, when good happens, it's a bad omen. I know people like that, too. It's like, yeah, I know that's good, but every time something good happens, something bad happens right after that. My wife's getting hit between the eyes right now, too, and something. But even when, even when cynical people are blessed, their joy is short-lived. They are often sure that it's the calm before the storm. Their minds are so blocked with pessimism that they can't enjoy a celebration because it means something bad will happen. While everyone in their circle is rejoicing, they are overwhelmed with anxiety as they fear impending doom. <laughs> and you all know people like that. I see your faces out there. Some of you all are getting nailed. Um, they have to be motivated to be nice. Cynical people may be grumbly and unpleasant sometimes, but it doesn't mean they're heartless. They love their family and friends, but usually have difficulty showing it. Paying compliments doesn't come easy, and they are notorious for paying backhanded ones. And since they naturally have trust issues, pessimists are always quick to do favors. If they see a benefit from helping others, they may do so, but not with a smile. When they happen to do something kind for you, be assured they won't let you forget it. And let me tell you, I've gone to church with people like that too, where the last thing you want to ever do is ask them for a favor, ask them to help you with something because you will pay them back. It's like, no, actually, I just wanted a favor. I wanted it for free. <laughs> Let's just admit it. But some people, no, they're, they're going to make you pay, pay them back. Uh, another side of a cynic, they are suspicious of everybody. Uh, we won't go through all the stuff it says, but um, cynical people usually don't have a lot of friends. Because if you're suspicious of everyone, your circle is going to be quite limited. Cynics are known for their upbeat personalities 
or, or, or aren't known for their upbeat personalities or as social butterflies. While most are highly intelligent, they don't always have the best people skills. Uh, so they also, they consider the worst possible scenario. Pessimist personalities may make worrying an art form. It's often challenging for them to make decisions because all options look bad. Instead of considering a positive outcome, they anticipate the worst possible scenario. And I talked to a lot of these people, too, who can't find any saved pastors, any good church in the world. And it's like, yeah, they got this one thing wrong that's not that big of a deal, but they'll make it like this is going to just send the entire church to hell. And it's just like, chill. I <laughs> just chill, all right? But um, another, the most, most cynical people live in the past. Uh, also, nothing in a cynical's life, individual's life is pleasant and fulfilling. They long for the good old days, which they consider better than the present. Some of those is always complaining about Gen Z. We're doomed. <laughs> We're doomed with Gen Z. You know, back in my day, me and Brother Chris were talking about that yesterday. Why is it that people aren't embarrassed to not, men, why are they not embarrassed to not have a job and to be taken care of? I'm talking able-bodied men. How are they not embarrassed by that? How are they, how do, how do young able-bodied men have this attitude, I am entitled by the government to a paycheck? Why are they embarrassed by that? In my generation, we didn't think that way. That wasn't the attitude. We wanted to work for what we had. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and you know how we are. You know, now, again, is the cynic wrong on everything they're saying? I, 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 know, I know what y'all are thinking. All right? I know all the objections that are coming to your mind. I'll, I'll talk about that. But so also their negativity affects those around them. And, you know, yeah, you don't want to be that person that you just bring everyone down. That's not good. Also, cynical people hold grudges. If you ever offend cynical people, you'll rarely get back into their good graces. They may view your transgression as inevitable. However, they are often petty and easy to offend, even if your words or actions were completely innocent. And so, so I just kind of briefly went over some of those things. But again, a lot of us can probably relate to some of that stuff that was said there. But what do we do? We all kind of justify, you know, our negative feelings that we have because, I mean, just look at reality. You know, there's a lot of evil out there. There's a lot of bad. But what we have to do, we've got to make sure we have that right balance. How can we avoid having a negative, cynical attitude while living in a world that's full of sin and wickedness? How can we, you know, keep from being taking advantage of or being fooled because who wants nobody wants to be fooled i mean we don't like being tricked hey, how many before you've ever gotten behind a politician who just turned out to be garbage you know you've got behind somebody or something and then it just made you look bad later we don't like being fooled and when you get fooled when you get taken advantage of you know our defense mechanism goes crazy and we just don't want it to happen again and we can become very untrusting we can become very isolated. We can become very negative. And I don't believe God wants us to be that way. And so to have no cynicism, I think, is to be a fool. But to have the right balance, you just need to be circumspect. And so the way to know if you're balanced, you know, how can we know if we are balanced? And I personally believe if you're balanced, you will have the right attitude. You'll be aware of what's going on, 
but you're not going to be a negative Nancy. You're not going to be a Debbie Downer. You're not going to be somebody who's a storm cloud, who's bringing people down. And, you know, that one person where everybody's having a good time, but then you come in and then just good time's over. You don't want to be that way. If you're balanced, you're going to do the things I believe that we're going to see in Philippians 4. Turn over to Philippians 4 because I think right here we kind of get an outline right in the Word of God that will help us. Now, understand, these things we're going to look. These are all commands. These are all commands. These are So while we're supposed to be circumspect, while we're supposed to be aware of the evil that's going on in the world, by the dangers that are out there, we don't want to just have this attitude of, no, I'm so positive, my kids can just go play in the neighborhood, they can just go to the neighbor's house, they can go stay with whoever they want. No, that's, that's just being a fool right there. That's being a fool to have that attitude. But, you know, at the same time, if we have these things in our life, I believe we'll be just fine and we can remain balanced. So the first thing we see, Philippians 4, 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again... I say rejoice. We are always supposed to be praising God. We could go to a lot of scriptures. I could spend I could spend the next 10, 20 minutes just reading scriptures, commanding us to praise the Lord. Now, one thing you don't hear cynics doing very often is just praising God. Just re, You don't hear them rejoicing. And not even just praising God. Not even just saying good things, but rejoicing. Okay, When, when somebody is rejoicing, they're not just saying good things. But they are expressing joy. You know, we're not just going to be like, praise the Lord. No, praise the Lord. We're happy. We're excited. You know, when we're singing songs, like we've been singing since the Savior found me, when it's save, 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 you should be like, save, save, save. I'm happy on the way. You know, it's like, no, that, that's like a really happy song. You ought to be shouting, save. That's a good word. That's a good word. Save, save from hell. You know, some of y'all, if you got saved from a fire, if you got saved from an accident, you got saved from drowning or something like that, you'd be happy about that. Yay, this person saved me. This person rescued me. You'd be happy about that. You'd say positive things. When we're talking about salvation from eternal eternity in hell, that ought to get you a little fired up. It ought to get you a little excited. And so the truth is, if we are rejoicing, okay, if we are rejoicing like we're supposed to, you're, you're not having a bad attitude. You can't do that. And let me tell you, there's always something to rejoice about, especially if you're saved. Oh, the world's crumbling and falling apart. Well, that just means we're getting that much closer to the new heaven and new earth. There's something to rejoice about. Hey, look at all these bad people out there. We'll rejoice in the fact that God's going to get vengeance one of these days. There's something to praise God for. There's always something. Psalms 18.2, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from mine enemies. Notice, he's talking about his, his rock, fortress, deliver. Why do you have a fortress? To protect yourself from the evil that's around you. So God's my fortress. He's talking about, he said, he, I will call upon the Lord. Why? Because he's in danger from his enemies. But he says too, who's worthy to be praised. And he said, he'll save me. From mine enemies. You know, when you have enemies, that means you've got challenges. That means you've got problems. He's surrounded by things, but what is he doing? He's praising the Lord during that time. And so, even if the days are evil, and they are, even if our country's falling apart, and it is, even if all the politicians are wicked, and they are, even if churches are getting bad, and they are, we can still rejoice in the Lord, and we have been commanded to do that. And it's hard to have a bad attitude 
when you're rejoicing. It's hard to have a bad attitude and have an excuse for your bad attitude when we we're, this passage that we're looking at is one of Paul's prison epistles. The man who wrote this under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost was in prison. This is the same guy who, after he got beat with whips, was sitting with Silas in the prison, singing praises to God. Paul practiced what he preached in this area. And so I'm here today to tell you, when, you're, when we're looking at these things that it says about a cynic and all the things, you know, again, the, the facts that the cynic states are typically correct or mostly correct, maybe exaggerated sometimes, but they're mostly correct. But at the same time, if we are rejoicing in the Lord, we are not going to have that negative attitude. We're not going to be like the person who people would call a cynic. Another thing, notice what it says in verse 5. It says, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. We should be public in our praise for God. And make sure you let God be the source of your joy and outlook in the current situation. Because remember, no matter what's happening in D.C., Jesus is still on the throne. And sometimes, if, I, if I'm listening to the radio and I get, dis, you know, I get discouraged, you know what i got to do? i got to turn it off and i got to listen to the song, He's Still on the Throne. I, I, have to, I have to do that sometimes just to motivate myself. Because I get too caught up and I get too worried about who's sitting on the throne you know, in D.C. or whatever. And that'll, be, that'll get you down and discouraged. But at the end of the day... Jesus Christ is still on the throne. It says in Psalm 42, 5, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise Him for the help of His countenance. It, that we hope in God. And let me tell you, there's a lot of verses too that talk about you know, how He's the help of our countenance. And how, uh, you know, again, you know, we, can, if you're, you, we can smile, but still be frowning on the inside. Again, that countenance... It's hard to fake. It really is. The countenance, I always say it's like, it's like the windows to the soul. And you can't. You can force the smile, but it's hard to force a happy countenance. And understand, if you want to have a joyful countenance, I promise you're not going to get it from watching the news. I promise you're not going to get it from binge-watching InfoWars. If you want to have a, help, a happy countenance, you're going to have to go to the Lord. You're going to have to read your Bible. You're going to have to do some praying. You're going to have to do some praising of the Lord. And He's worthy of it. Hey, I, I'm, he, we're not telling you to just tell yourself something. All right? You know, just, just tell yourself you're good looking and you'll be good looking. You know, just tell yourself you're the greatest. No. No. Obviously, there's a lot of things we could tell ourselves that maybe will motivate us a little bit, but it's not necessarily true. But when we're telling ourselves good things about God, He is worthy of our praise. You can't praise God too much. And so... And we ought to be public about these things. And so it's, when we have a responsibility to be praising God, talking about the goodness of God, sharing the goodness of God to other people, if we have a mission to do that, we're going to understand, you know what, we're probably not helping our cause if we're going out getting everybody distracted about politicians. And folks, I hate it. We had it a lot in the last election year. Uh, it's happening more and more, and it's going to happen a lot in the next year. But people want to keep bringing up politics when we go out souling. We had it just yesterday. But Brother Chris was getting, he had to do all the talking yesterday because I had the girls with me. He was getting all the hard people yesterday. And, and he, he got one uh, hardcore liberal. And that was how, you know, she, she said she's about as liberal as they come. 
and she she wanted to talk politics, you know, and, and he you know and he did a good job trying to distract from the politics and and keep it on the Bible, but uh, you know it, it, the thing is, the politics is a distraction, and it will get it will get you down, it, and it's definitely not what we're out there promoting. And so when you have an agenda of promoting Jesus Christ, praising the Lord, the last thing you're going to want to do is get distracted with those things. But unfortunately, because a lot of people aren't on a mission to tell other people about Christ, they're getting sucked into those political things. Because there is a carnal aspect to politics that we all like. For example, we like to fight with each other. We like watching people fight with each other. You know, we, there's certain characters that we don't like. Okay, think about it. As much as we like certain politicians, we dislike other politicians. And we get really happy when they're mad. You know, the, the famous liberal lady and all the memes screaming no. You know, you just look at her and you already know this is the kind of person I like seeing miserable. And, you know, and it gives you good feedback. That's so carnal. <laughs> but we're all like that, aren't we? And so it's easy to get sucked into those things. And a lot of Christians do get sucked into that stuff. But we've got to keep the focus on Jesus Christ. So if we're praising God, we're being public in our praise, it's going to help us. Another thing too, verse 6 says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, <laughs> let your request be made known unto God. Don't let things worry you, but give those things to God. Because it says in 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. The things that cause you to fear, care, worry, the Bible says cast it on him. Why? Why do we need to give it to him? Be sober. Be vigilant. We, we can become distracted by these things where we're not sober, where we're not vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. If you get caught up in that stuff and sidetracked, the devil can get you when it comes to those things. And let me ask you, when it comes to the problems in D.C., ask the Lord, what would you have me do? With any problem, what would you have me do? If you're worried about Russia and Ukraine right now, ask the Lord, what would you have me do? I mean, and if you think you can help God by sitting around and worrying and have a bad attitude, you are mistaken. You realize there's not really much we can do about a lot of this stuff. Okay, and again, hey, if you feel called to go into politics and straighten out D.C., man, I hope you succeed. But let me tell you, I don't feel called to do that. I don't. I just I don't feel called to do that. I'm not going to say God will never call somebody into doing that kind of thing. I kind of hope He does. I just hope it's not me. But either way, if you, if, you said, if you feel led to go into politics, you know, I'll tell you, bless your heart, go ahead. But don't get mad at the person who just prays about the situation and just says, you know, I can't really do anything about this. I'm giving it to the Lord. You know, again, do you really think sharing all the Tucker Carlson videos are going to save this country? I got to be out there on social media. I got to be sharing that. I got to be commenting. I mean, that's what's going to save this. Do you really think that's going to save this country? It's going to make that big of a difference? You know, again, if that's what you feel led to do, go ahead. But when you're having a bad attitude, we can't have that. So verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Listen, if you aren't at peace right now, you need to figure out what's keeping your heart and mind. Why aren't you at peace right now? Washington, D.C. Okay, so the politicians have your hearts and minds. The news media has your hearts and mind. 
well, all the perversion that's going on. Again, well, where are you seeing that? Okay, you know, because let, let's just face it. I hate the abominations of Pride Month as much as anything. But let me ask you this question. How much of this stuff did you actually see? I'm not telling us to ignore. We know what's going on in certain places, okay? And, and, I get, and I get that, and it's horrible, and I hate that. But how much did we actually see out here in the month of June? I didn't see any of it. I haven't seen one drag queen, except for maybe that one I saw by Midway. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I've not, you know, I've not, I've not seen it, but yet how much have we thought about that? You know why? Because we're watching the stuff on news. We're watching the things people are sharing, you know, where we're giving these freaks what they want who go and they have their perverted parades places <laughs> and we film those things, share them all over social media and stuff. And the truth is, you know, I, I just I think when it comes to these people, the best thing you do sometimes is just, you know, again, those of us who are not in law enforcement and can't really do anything, we ought to just ignore these people. Just absolutely 100% ignore them. I don't know, but again, if your mind's obsessed with that, I'll bet it's not because you've been seeing it in your neighborhood, because you've experienced it in your family. It's because you're watching the news. You're watching all the wrong stuff on social media. The Bible says in Psalm 119, 165, Great peace have they which love thy law. And nothing shall offend them. Lord, I have hope for thy salvation and done thy commandments. And again, offending, obviously there are things that should be offensive, but they shouldn't stop us. They shouldn't trip us up. They shouldn't get get in our way. And we need to be more focused on God's word and on his commandments and just doing the things that we have been called to do. And if we will do those things, God will give us peace. But I'm afraid a lot of people aren't at peace because they're too sidetracked and distracted by stuff that is completely beyond their control. There's, there's nothing we are going to be able to do about a lot of these things. I, I'll never be able to stop Bill Gates from all the things he's doing to destroy the world. You know, I, I'll, I'll never be able to do that with, with his billions of dollars. And, and you know, I don't believe I've been called to. You know, I've been, I've been called to be a pastor. I've been called to pastor this church. I've been called to be a light to the world. I've been called to... You know, promote the word of God. I've been, I've been called to not get caught up in the evil. Remember what Jesus prayed. He said, I pray that thou shouldst not take them out of the world, but thou shouldst keep them from the evil. We've got to understand, we will never be able to stop all the evil that's out there. But you know what we can do? We can stay out of it ourselves. And we can encourage the other people that are in our life to stay out of it. But we will never make it go away. You all understand that we will never make evil cease in this world but we can do something about ourselves and we can just focus on what God has called us to do. And so uh, verse 8 of Philippians 4 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. You know what we need to do? We need to keep our focus on positive things. Psalms 8.3, David said, When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? We have a lot of positive things we can look at. There's a lot of great things in nature we can see. I mean, how often do we pay attention to the stars at night? How often do we just get outside and enjoy nature and go on a walk through the woods and go on a hike through a state park or something like that? There's so many positive things. Just help. Just Boy, 
health is one of the most valuable things that you can have. If you have healthy children, you have something that is worth millions. There are people who would give everything they had if they could make their child healthy. People who have way more than any of us do. But having health, just things like that, we don't, we, we take it for granted. We don't enjoy our children. We don't enjoy our spouses. We don't enjoy our family. We don't enjoy our friends. There are so many positive things that we could be focused on. And yet, we let them sidetrack us. We let people get us fired up and upset about things all the time that we can't do anything about. And the truth is, the Bible tells us what to think about. And, but we do. We get entertained by the people bringing in the negative. Because, and folks, you say, how do you get entertained by the negative? Folks, do you realize we have a whole genre of movies called like slasher, thriller, horror, you know, disaster movie. We love that type of thing for some reason. And it's just on another level when it's real. It's like, I think that's why people got so excited about 2020. It's like, finally, we've watched, been watching movies for decades about pandemics. Now we finally get to live one. And it's like people are excited about it. And it's like, well, first off, if it's that dangerous, you know, uh, shouldn't we be a little more freaked out? Why are you acting happy about this? There's nothing to be happy about. But it's like we finally get to re- live one of these movies. And it's, just, it's, it's weird. We are obsessed with that. There are some people I think they want the end of the world to come. There are some people, they're always like prophesying some kind of doom and gloom. And it feels like, oh, I don't think it's that bad yet. They get mad at you. No, I, I think the tribulation is right there. In fact, I think we're in it right now. No, I don't think we are. You know, why? Are you wanting to see a fourth of the world wiped out right now? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's how we get sometimes. That's not good. We need to think about positive things. And then the last thing that it mentions in verse 9, it says, Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. We need to be godly. And we need to stay busy doing the work of the Lord. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So do you understand all these things that we looked at? Always be praising God. Be public in your praise. Don't let anything worry you. Give you give those things to God. Um, you know, if you're not at peace. Figure out what's keeping your hearts and minds. You know, be godly. Stay busy doing the work of the Lord. If you're doing all these things, understand you're being circumspect. You will, if you're doing all these things, you will naturally be aware of the evil that's out there. You're going to be careful not to put yourself in difficult situations. But at the same time, too, you're not going to be able to have a negative attitude. You're not going to be that guy that just ruins everybody's event because you're so negative. All the time. You're not going to be somebody who just has that bad attitude and just can't let something good happen. We don't want to be that way. We don't want it to take us that far. And I believe if we're doing all these other things, we'll be fine. We'll be balanced. We will be circumspect, not cynics. And there is. There is an endless supply of junk and negativity out there that we could fill our minds with. But we need to be diligent to avoid those things and make sure we fill ourselves with good. Let's not be fools and ignore everything that's going on and pretend everything's fine, but let's just be circumspect, stay close to God and depend on him. 
Because at the end of the day, you know, God's the one that's going to have to do something about these things. And so all I can do, as, as I see this world and our country going down the toilet, all I can do and all you, all's you can really do is just make sure you're obeying God as much as you possibly can. Do whatever God's called you to do. And, and you know what you're just doing is you're making your safety, your prosperity, your happiness dependent on Him. And that is where we should always be. We should always be there. And I'm telling you, if you'll do these things, that, that will be your attitude. And so I hope, I hope this message was a help. Probably nailed all of us. Again, it, you know, sometimes I've got to preach it myself. But I don't, I don't want to have a bad attitude. I don't want to be anybody's fool, but I don't want to have a bad attitude either. I want to be a positive person. And so just get close to the Lord as close as you can. Be obedient. That's all we can do. So with that, let's pray to your Lord. I thank you so much for these uh, these passages and the warnings. And I pray you'll help us to take these things to heart. I pray you'll help us not to allow ourselves to be distracted by the wickedness that's going on in this world, but you'll help us to stay focused on the job that you've given us to do. And uh, Lord, I pray you'll help us to learn and to practice just um, letting you take care of things that are yours. Lord, the, the heart of the King belongs to you, not us. And so, dear God, I just pray you'll uh, do things according to your will and help us to just be obedient in the meantime. In your name we pray. Amen.